Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the At Hearst Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose. Today, we're diving into imposter syndrome. So I've been hearing a lot more about this lately on social media. It's kind of like a buzz phrase. So I wanted to find out more about it. Our guest today is Lauren Smith. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so first, why don't you just tell us just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll, we'll get into this, this imposter syndrome thing. Yes, thank you. I am Lauren Smith and I'm a marketing coach for female entrepreneurs. So I help you to get more quality clients so that you can start living a life of freedom with making money and feeling purposeful and being with your kids. And I specialize in the imposter syndrome, specifically talking about the five different types that you get. And I just notice how it really affects all of us, especially us, our moms. So I'm excited to chat about it today. Yes, I'm excited to hear about it. I looked a little bit into it, but certainly it's going to definitely benefit me to, to learn more from you. So what exactly is imposter syndrome? So the general outline of imposter syndrome is not feeling enough, feeling good enough, but with um, feeling unworthy, even though there's evidence to show that you are good enough. So you feel like a fraud, you don't feel, you feel like people are going to find out that you don't actually know what you're doing um, and you generally just don't feel good enough. So that's sort of the gist of it. Okay. And you mentioned there were five types. What are those five types? Yes. So the first one is um, the perfectionist. So that one is exactly what it says. And just to let you know, um, while we're chatting about it, you can have a think of which one applies to you, but don't feel like you're wrong if all of them applies to mm -hmm. you, because sometimes we can have more than one that we are feeling, um, depending on the situation. Sometimes we get into a new situation and then um, a new imposterism um, applies to us. So the first one is the perfectionist, and that's exactly what it says. Um, you don't feel good enough if everything isn't perfect according to your unrealistic standards of what perfect is. The second one is the superwoman or man. Um, but because we're chatting to moms today, we're talking about the superwoman. So you just like go, go, go all of the time. You find downtime really, really stressful. So you're not really spending quality time with your kids because you're always thinking of the things that you need to be doing to feel good enough. The third one is the natural genius, which is one that I have been, uh, that I resonate with the most. And um, this one is where you've previously found things really easy to do. And then when you struggle with something, then you don't want to take up challenges because you don't want to fail on the first go. You feel like a failure because you're not getting it right and things like that. Whereas failing is learning, right? <laughs> and yeah. then the fourth one is the soloist. So the soloist is where you feel like you have to be doing everything on your own in order to be good enough. If you're asking for help, then you are failing. And the fifth mm -hmm. one is the expert. So the expert feels like they need all of the information, all of the certifications. They don't want to look stupid by asking or answering any questions. So they're just always learning to try and make up to feel good enough in that regard. Yeah, I definitely resonate with a few of those. The perfectionist <laughs> is something I've struggled with my whole life. Um, and I think the superwoman thing, it's like if I'm not doing something, I'm thinking of all the other things I should be doing. And 
the expert, definitely. I feel like before I can make a decision, I need to learn as much as I possibly can or else I'm just going to make a terrible decision. So I definitely can relate to multiple ones of these. Um, why do we get imposter syndrome? Like what triggers it? So for each person, this is different and it comes from different situations or different things happening. Sometimes it's a very stressful childhood where you were put under a lot of pressure to perform um, sometimes it's just like a situation that happens like for me for example growing up I was um, it wasn't hard for me to be top of my class I was very good at tennis and growing up in a small town it wasn't hard to be first at, at tennis I would beat all the boys in fact there was no competition for me so I moved to the city and once I moved to the city, it was harder for me to perform and it wasn't so easy to be top of my class and to be the best at tennis. And so I feel like there my imposterism started because um, then I wouldn't want to take up challenges. So I just just made it onto the second team and I was happy staying there, um, staying in the second team of tennis, not trying to get further um, up on the ladder. Um, I was happy with my grades. I wasn't competing against anybody else. I was just like, I'm getting above 70%. Why do I need to try and study harder type of thing? So, so for everyone, it's different. Some, some people, it would be more traumatic than others, but it really, um, really depends on what, what has triggered it for you, the situation that you found yourself in. That makes sense. What types of people are most likely to get imposter syndrome? Does it affect men and women equally or women more likely to get it? There are studies showing that it affects women more than men, especially in the corporate world and trying to like reach the C-suite and things like that. Um, and that men, you know, have less pressures than we do. So they, they do not have it as much, but it's, we mustn't exclude them. There are men that do have imposter syndrome, but I would say also moms especially have imposter syndrome because at this day and age we feel like we need to be doing everything so the superwoman if that resonates with you then I understand mm -hmm. why as a mom because we want to be with the kids help clean the house um you know bring in an income we're doing all of the things and we feel like we can't ask for help and we feel like we just have to be doing all of these things all of the time which isn't really true and then we think like we're a fraud because we're not spending as much time as we want with our kids or as much time as we think we should or things like that. So I really think that women, especially moms, experience it more. But that's not statistically <laughs> proven. There are some, some people that have done research showing that women um, experience it more than men. So how does how does imposter syndrome affect you as a mom or how can it, it affect us as a mom? I know you just talked about us thinking that we should have to, we should have to do all of it and spend time with our kids and be the perfect mom. Um, so what are some of the other ways that can affect motherhood? Yeah. So definitely um, you could be on the perfectionistic spectrum where you just either try and continue doing the one thing to get it absolutely perfect before you're putting it out there or um, 
taking your kid to do a certain thing, for example, um, or you're procrastinating because you know that you want it perfect, you're not doing the thing because you're like, I need to put in a hundred steps to get this result. And so I'm just like not ready to start it yet. And so you procrastinate because you want to make it perfect when you start. So you're putting all of these unnecessary um, things in. So for example, instead of spending time with your kids, you're trying to get the house neat and clean and perfect. And so you're not actually spending time with your kids. Um, and that can be stressful for you and just create this whole loop of feeling bad and mom guilt because you're like, the house must be perfect. And I need to spend time with kids. And I'm not spending time with the kids. And you just go into the circle, which isn't great, right? And um, the yeah. other thing is asking for help, like thinking we we need to be doing it all on our own so we don't ask our partners to support us in certain areas so that we can rest so that we can feel up so that we can actually be present with our our kids and for ourselves and our husbands and things like that and so we really really struggle to ask for help and then also just downtime like resting like resting is more than just you know taking a bubble bath or um, things like that, which I know is like a total luxury for moms, but, <laughs> but yeah, like genuinely doing something that makes you energized, like whether that's reading a book or like going out for a coffee with somebody that's some adult conversation or whatever that looks like for you. Um, we just want to be working all the time. So we get up early and go to bed late and we don't look after ourselves. And that also really costs us, um, time with our kids, time with our husbands and time for ourselves. Yeah, the helping one is is a huge one when it comes to living with chronic pain and especially parenting with chronic pain. So anybody who's that soloist, I would encourage you to look into that and you know, delve into your heart and just realize that it's not necessary to do it all. Yes, so true. Yeah. I, so I found an, an infographic on um, mint.intuit.com. Mint is a, a budgeting app or budgeting software. I've used it myself. And it's called How Much Is Imposter Syndrome, Syndrome Costing You? And I thought it was interesting because it goes up to you know $18,000 a year in, in career issues personally and um, $3,400 loss of productivity and even over $7,500 in not negotiating pay. So what do you think about that? I think that is 100% true. I think for each one, the numbers would differ depending on your level of imposterism that you're experiencing. But for example, if you're experiencing the expert imposter syndrome, you are not putting yourself out there for a raise or for a new job because you don't think that you deserve it. You don't think that you know enough. You need to get the certification before you can apply or you you don't tick all of the boxes for the job offer. You just need this thing. And so you don't actually apply for the job. And so it is definitely costing us productivity because we procrastinate we waste our time worrying about being good enough. A lot of it has got to do with our thoughts. And that's sort of where we start changing um, and managing our imposter syndrome is we're in our head all the time about how we're not good enough. And so the symptoms are procrastinating and um, trying to make it look perfect and learning and things like that. And so um, it really does cost us in the end 
family time, it costs us money, it costs us raises or happiness in our business and our jobs and all of the things. So, yes. Yeah, in my last job, I worked for a construction company. It was 75% men, right? I was one of the very few females. And our regional director put me on our senior leadership team, our local leadership team. And there were several people who resented the fact that I got that I got on that team when, you know, maybe they were in a higher position than I was or what they've, you know, they've been there longer or whatever. And I, I always felt like an imposter. I mean, one day I asked my boss, why did you pick me? Because there are plenty of other qualified people. And he, you know, great, gave me some great reasons, but I just knew that since so many people resisted me, I, I did always kind of feel like an imposter. Part of me felt like I deserved to be there because I, I was smart and I worked hard and I had these skills that my boss, you know, saw in me. But yeah, I think it really did affect my career, always feeling like I didn't necessarily belong there. Yeah, and that's the hard part is because when we're thinking like I'm not good enough, um, like other people should have gotten this job rather than I should have, then we keep focusing on finding the um, uh, finding the evidence that those people should have gotten the job and finding the evidence that you should not have gotten the job and like you said he gave you really great reasons so if we can continue and that's one of the things that we do to help manage imposter syndrome is to focus on what those reasons that your boss gave you for example and trying to find evidence continuing to find evidence because there is evidence (laughs) not just trying to but continuing to look at the evidence that you aren't an imposter and that you can and do what you set out to do and that you have accomplished so many things especially in business we we think we can't help but sometimes before we even start a business we have already helped people and that's why we started what we started yeah my husband and my therapist both are really good at, at reminding me of all the things that I do and things that I accomplish because I focus on all the things I I haven't gotten done or that I I can't necessarily do and so I'm lucky to have some people that show me that evidence on a regular basis that's so good yeah it's so good to have people in your corner as well but are there any other of imposter syndrome sorry Mm -hmm. is um is also the external validation is trying Mm -hmm. to find other people to validate you And a big piece that we need to practice, which isn't always easy. And that's why I say we manage imposter syndrome and we don't just like overcome it, um, is to try and find internal validation. And, Mm. you know, but it's really, really great to have a team on your side that is like um, rooting for you. But if you don't, then there's great ways to practice so that you can try and find the internal validation for yourself. So those, those, I guess, the three ways that we manage it, we, you know, look for the evidence that's there. We, you know, listen to other people that are in our corner and we find the, the internal validation. Are there any other ways that I'm missing to, to help manage it? Yes. So we want to become aware of what is happening when we don't feel good enough. Like what are the thoughts that we're having um, and really start becoming aware because once you're aware that this is happening, then you can actually take steps to and work towards it a big tool that really helps for all of the imposterisms there are different types of tools for each different one but one that is generally helping for all of them is to have something like um 
like on your desktop or on the fridge or wherever it is that you see regularly things that you have accomplished so not just like a to-do list that you ticked off but um you know so, like really show yourself like how you have um helped your kid do the homework or whatever or in your business like how you have helped somebody and um you've gotten further along and where somebody complimented you on what you've achieved and write those things down and practice feeling that feeling of accomplishment when when you read it again right because so often we're like we read it and then we quickly move on to the next thing that we haven't done or haven't gotten right but practicing feeling like gratitude towards the thing that we have accomplished that really starts um getting you into like feeling really good about yourself more often and then less needing to like find that external validation another thing that one could do if you are are looking for external external validation is to look at what you want other people to be saying to you so that you can feel validated so that you can feel good enough and then write it out like what would you like them to say to you and then you go and say it to yourself and validate yourself. And then be aware of when you're looking for external validation. And then you go, no, I can validate myself. I am good enough. And then you say to yourself what it is that you want other people to say to you. And that is a really great practice for people who are not in your corner. Because I know sometimes mom, moms find it harder with husbands who might not be as supportive as you want or family that might not be as supportive with the relationship that you have or the amount of kids that you've had or whatever the situation is you know so that is really great and then um yeah so just becoming aware journaling um having something that you can go back on to look at the wins that you've had looking for internal validation and Really, if you're a mom and a superwoman, like try and just lift the pedal. Try and just like, even if you're struggling, but practice for like 10 minutes to just be present with your kids. And then you can practice for longer and longer to be more present instead of think of all of the things that you haven't done. So there are a couple of things that you can do to um, start managing your imposterism. Those are great suggestions. I love them. And Thank I especially love, especially love the one about about you know writing your accomplishments and then actually sitting in that feeling of accomplishment I think that's so good because that is not something I've ever thought of doing is sitting in that feeling of accomplishment that's really good uh, I'm glad um I read the book The Big Leap from um Gay Hendricks and it is really amazing I recommend it to anyone and there he also speaks about how we don't practice feeling the feeling of what we've accomplished so I really highly recommend that to anyone who who resonated with that practice as well. Awesome. Um, thanks for the book recommendation. And where can we get more information about you and about what you do? Yes, sure. So I love Instagram. You can um, follow me at laurensmith.com02. Um, I love meeting you. If you come to follow me and you've come from the podcast, please say hi um, and we can have a good chat. So that's the easiest way to get me is on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for, so much for coming on. This has been really interesting. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find me at it hurts to mom.com and at it hurts to mom on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email me at it hurts to mom at gmail.com.
I wish everybody a blessed day. Thanks.